When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Dadsnet original podcast. Right, fellas, take me through a typical day with your kids. Well, us, uh, we start the day with breakfast. Which is a learning opportunity. Right, okay. Then we walk to nursery. Which is a learning opportunity. I spend every single day of my life hearing that they're hungry 365 bajillion times. Which is a learning opportunity. Yeah, I see where he's going. Okay, uh, bath time, bedtime. Guess what? Learning opportunity. Oh. Right. <laughs> then I disappear to the toilet to uh, have my morning. Once again. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. <laughs> You're ahead of me. <laughs> learning opportunity. How? How is that a learning opportunity? Well, I mean, it's an indirect learning opportunity, but it's a learning opportunity all the same. The more you use the toilet, the more toilet rolls you collect. Therefore, the more giggly.co.uk crafts you can do making loo roll cars. Have you tried that one? That's a big one in our households. Like when Brad's kids are in the kitchen, they could weigh out ingredients and stuff. Uh, don't you mean count how many biscuits they're scoffing? Oh, well, yeah, that is wrong. Well. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Either way, both of those perfect. Right, walking to nursery, you do a scavenger hunt. You look out for all the various things on the route. Uh, bedtime stories, you can bring them to life through sock puppets, maybe. At breakfast, you can make bingo toast from CBeebies. There are so many great ideas for fun learning activities on the giggly.co.uk website. Learning opportunity! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. Hello, welcome to Loose Dads from Dadsnet. I'm Jim. I've got some people with me ready to talk. Ah, kind of nonsense out here. You know the kind of thing by now. However, we've also got two very special guests on this show. And if you have children of a certain age into their CBBC, they are going to know these people. They are going to love these people. Dr. Chris and Dr. Zand from Operation Ouch are on this show a little bit later on. Uh, they'll be talking about health anxiety and also a load of other stuff as well. We recorded the interview the other day. They are great fun. So you're going to love that. Uh, we'll look inside the news, find Finding out what's going on that involves and affects parents and families. And we're going to have Jack on Google search history roulette. So if you love guitars, <laughs> really <laughs> good for you. If you don't, please still listen anyway, because we need the stats. Um, it'd be really handy. So I'm going to introduce you to the panel. It's the week where university lecturers have gone out on strike for three days. And so I thought I'd introduce the panel based on the degree course that most suits them so we've got jack jack i think goes for a joint honors he goes joint honors music and business studies because he's always getting those guitars in he's churning them out selling them at profit he's the wheeler dealer del boy of this podcast so that's what he would be doing hello jack nice hello um we've got sparky here now i I struggled with Sparky for a bit, and then I found at my uh, my old university, my alma mater, the University of Leeds, they have an aviation and pilot studies degree, and uh, Sparky, we know, likes to play his little app on the toilet and yeah. pretend that he's flying into Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> I have done that. So, you, I'll, I'll, um, sorry, can I just ask, Sparky, when you're on the on the crapper and you're playing this game, so you know how we've we've obviously heard stories of in mid-flight airplanes dropping the waste over land <laughs> and stuff. So, like, when you drop a massive turd, is that yeah. you, like, just dumping the the, the waste parts, like, sections Absolutely, of the plane? Mate. Nice. Right after I've adjusted the flaps, I like to drop log. Uh, nice. Oh, oh no. <laughs> 
Gear down, and, guys. Gear down. Sorry, Jim. And let's move on. Because it's already taken a turn and we're like two minutes in or something ridiculous. It's like already that. taken a turn? What? Oh, no. oh, hey. It's a dad podcast. Uh, we've got Brad. Brad uh, would be child psychology. Uh, that would be his degree. After he said to our... Uh, WhatsApp group earlier on, which has now been immortalized on Instagram on <laughs> at Loose Dad's Pod. Have you ever just wanted to lovingly look into the eyes of your children and casually say, F you? <laughs> <laughs> Parenting in a nutshell by Brad. <laughs> When's your book out, mate? <laughs> is it what, Dr. Benjamin Spock is the, uh, is he the, the child psychologist guru? Um, no, oh, uh, he, he isn't anymore. I am. I'm taking the spot, man. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I would rather still listen to Brad than Gina Ford, though, anyway. so um, But that's a controversial subject. We will get emails. Let's move on from that. And let's play the Google search history roulette. Hold on. What are you, Jim? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, well, I'd be ancient history, or as I like to call it, my 20s. <laughs> the roaring twenties. The Google thing that we were going to do anyway. Google search history roulette. This is Google search history roulette. This is where one of us has their their latest ten Google searches in front of them. We fire numbers at them and they have to give us the corresponding Google searches, no matter how embarrassing, no matter how revealing, no matter, in the case of Jack last time, how mundane. (laughs) He will be having to admit whatever it is that he's been searching for over the last couple of days. Sparky, have you got a number for Jack? Yeah, I'm going straight in with number four, Jack. What is four? Number four. One, two, three, four. (gasps) Startopia. On what? Steam. Startopia on Steam. So right. It's, it's Is that like Disney on Ice? It's a game. It's, it's a, a game. game. It's a game. Startopia. Yeah. It's, it's a game I played when I was a kid. And it's a bit like, a, uh, you know, like uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and Theme Park World and uh, Theme Hospital. Yeah, oh, I used to love games. Theme Hospital. Yeah, man. yeah. So this is like Theme Hospital, but instead of a hospital, you're running a space station. And all these aliens come in and you have to deal with their different, like, um, species, personality things and all that sort of stuff. And it's genuinely, I I remember absolutely loving it. Um, And the other day I was having a a bit of a, oh, I want to play a game. And I looked it up and it's $4.99 on Steam. Oh, win. When I have a bit of time, I'm going to download that. Have you ever, like, really urged to play, like, an old classic you used to play as a kid? And when you play it, though, it's utter disappointment. Oh, um, quite a lot of N64 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Donkey Kong World. I used to play that. I used to live for yeah. Donkey Kong World on N64, and then like meh. Um, yeah, but uh, games like Pokemon Blue, I've still got that from the original Game Boy, um, oh. and and I've I've played that all the way through, maybe four times, five times. Jack, how are, love it. how are you old enough for the original Game Boy? Was that like a hand-me-down well, of a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more uh, Game Boy Advance, you know? Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I was reminded of the game Speedball 2 on the Amiga the other day. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Probably too old for so The old cassette tape console, yeah. which you had to load up with a cassette. No, the Amiga did have one of the big floppy disks, like the old-school <laughs> massive one. Um and like the vinyl of, of gaming. Yes. Yes. Eight and a half yes. inch floppy, which you've got yes. to say carefully. <laughs> the the laser disc. And um, yeah, I, I thought, oh God, I, I like this real rush of nostalgia for it. And I went and looked at some of the um, some of the screenshots online just to, like, to remind myself what it was like. And I looked in and went, oh no, that was rubbish actually. Yeah. Was, yeah not, not even going to bother exploring that any further. No, no good. Uh, you know what the best game which in, and still still holds up these days Command and Conquer Red Alert oh, I loved that amazing. back in the day on the PC um, and, and and I actually would just every now and then get a real urge to play it and my mate's a computer nerd and has sort of like written a programme so you can play it like you, mate, I, I don't know mate sort us out I've looked oh, for that as well okay right I'll, I'll, mate I'll, I'll get Jansen on right, the situation nice okay. one nice one is it I mean is this legit 
we'll talk. Should we move off? We'll talk, talk, we'll talk off mic, Jim. Come on, Jim. Hold don't on. ask. Let's just assume. Twenty of our sponsors listening. We only do legitimate <laughs> things when we're not recording this podcast. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I mean, I know of at least four or five unlegitimate things even worse than that that most of you do. But let's move on. Let's move on. Brad, have you got another number for uh, Jack? Yeah, let's go for number two. Number two. Funny what we should just be talking about. Uh, dry herb tech. Okay. Uh, so I was um, I was looking at a, a job posting for a freelance job earlier, uh, and it was making videos for uh, demo videos, how-to videos for uh, a drug dealer. dry herb tech. And I was like, oh, I wonder what dry herb tech is. Oh. Sounds like weed. Got some coriander. Not. Got some coriander that you need uh, grinding up, mate. Yeah, so I googled it, and it turns out, yes, weed. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I don't really know how you're supposed to make the how-to videos when it's illegal, unless you're like not grinding up drugs in the how-to video. But yeah, but like, I'm imagining. Look at this grinder. This can grind up peppercorns. Great. <laughs> oh, we see like the, those shops where they the shops where they sell bongs, but they sell them as like vases yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm imagining though the people you're selling to, if they like saw you literally putting some Italian herbs into the, you know, rather <laughs> rather than weed, they're like, I'm not buying this crap. Like, you know, <laughs> they want authentic product used on authentic product. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's gonna taste of rosemary. That's gonna ruin the whole experience. <laughs> but yeah, but surely, Jack, if you, get, it. <laughs> if you get nicked, you're like, well, like, it's work. Like, I, I need this to be able to demo my work. Yeah, so. I didn't really, I didn't, um, I didn't pursue that avenue any further. Like, Okay. Felt, felt. Also, um, the Pete Townsend from the the Who used the uh, I was researching a book excuse, and no one believed him. Oh, and yeah, yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could get tarred with that brush. Yeah. So let's move on. But I am a creative. Yeah. I mean, are you really? I mean, why don't you bring any of that to the podcast? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was that was major shots fired. Major this is because I made an old age joke before we got on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, please, Jack. Number five. Number five. Oh, okay. You've got one of the guitar-related ones. Oh, good news. Good. Uh, yes. Oh, great. But there's not that many this week, so uh, Stratocaster Hard Case. I uh, I have obtained a Squire Stratocaster Korean made from 1989, my birth year, uh, in a lovely uh, vintage aged white, I guess you would call it. Uh, and it's a really lovely guitar. And I thought, oh, so maybe I'll, I'll have a little look for a hard case for so, it. Sorry, a vintage aged white, mm. white color. Did, did you purchase Jim? <laughs> <laughs> What was it you were the other week? Pale and interesting. <laughs> That's the label sorted for you, Jim. That's fine. Vintage aged white. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is my dating profile. So yeah. So, absolutely. So, so, um, so uh, Jack, how long before we see this um, Telecaster on Marketplace on Facebook? Was well, a Stratocaster first off? Um, um, how dare you mispronounce, <laughs> Brad? Come on! I'm, I'm not a Telecaster man. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm, uh, I, I uh, got confused. I I am hoping this one will stick around, but you never know. Week, Brad. <laughs> um, Brad, remember when we set up the secret No Jack WhatsApp group and we all agreed no further questions on the guitar stories? Sorry, all right? Sorry. Let's stick with that. He's been selling it, Brad, when he has to bail himself out for weed offences. Uh, <laughs> he's have a new job which he's just started. Sorry, dry herb offences. My bad. Yes. Um, uh, Sparky, have you got another number? Have you got another number for Jack? Yeah, uh, nine. Uh, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Right, let's have a guess who Thomas Bryant is. I'm thinking Thomas Bryant is somebody that Jack went to school with. I think a basketball player. Yeah, is he related to Kobe? Is he related to Kobe? Hmm. He is a basketball player. I actually don't know if he's related to Kobe. I assume not. I assume I'd have heard more about that. Um, But no, he he appears in the... Uh, new season of Selling Sunset on Netflix, which I ashamedly got a little bit into. I was just about to say, you're admitting that. I know. Dude. 
Well, Danny was watching it, and I was. But that's was what the like other guys said guitars. about the, the the love at first sight in Australia. I know, it's exactly how they got it. into it. I did get into it, and 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 the. So so recently, I've tried to sell my house here. The estate agents who came <coughs> did not look like the estate agents in yeah. <laughs> Selling Sunset. You can see why you watch Selling Sunset. I'm fine with that, Jack. To yeah, be fair. yeah. Like, I've watched a couple of episodes over SJ's shoulder before, and uh, I've never seen an estate agent like that. Either. No. Can I just uh, add? Can I add to the admissions of watching Selling Sunset and, <laughs> and also reasonably enjoying it at one point as well for its ridiculousness? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it makes Made in Chelsea look like Benefit Street. It's just... <laughs> people have got money. Yeah, Brad, I think you need to spend more time with your missus uh, and watch TV. <laughs> no, don't no, do Remember, I told you guys like this is this is our lives. Like we go to bed and she just puts on murder programs like, <laughs> I told you guys she's plotting something I'm on my way out soon <laughs> she's she's watch- and, and what even worries me more is the commentary she puts in like yeah you see that's where they made a mistake they shouldn't have you know, and, uh, you oh. know, you know so you're, you're going to end up on a different podcast as a guys. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to be buried under that decking outside. Well, have you had some renovations done? I mean, no, 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 no comments. <laughs> so I think a while, the, isn't it? the murder mystery thing, I think, is the uh, is the twist that Selling Sunset needs. That's what I think will uh, will kind of you know make it will go more mainstream, and then maybe mm. Brad will will have a hundred percent of loose dads having watched it. So. Well, yeah, I, and that would make him watch it more than the uh, the dog birthday party. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog birthday party. No, that was a low was, point. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is a low point. Let's not but beat around the bush. Um, was Thomas Bryant, was he the one whose uh, cousin helped sell the house? But he was, or was that French Montana who was like a, some kind of massive musician that I've never heard of? French he afford, Montana? He can afford like oh, a, five, a $5 million mansion and with a recording studio in the garden, and I've never heard of him. Yeah, it's a bit, bit after your time, isn't he? Yeah, Montana, he's quality, Jim. Where are you been? Do, do you uh, even play him on your station, Sparky? Not, we don't play him on Gem. No. <laughs> Why don't you just stop playing Annie Lennox, mate? Like, come on. <laughs> like, they're not ready for French Montana on Gem. But um, <laughs> I have heard of Annie Lennox, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> I was I'm going to hazard a guess. I'm going to hazard a guess that we are not French Montana's target audience. <laughs> uh, Speak for yourself, boys. Uh, <laughs> the gangster of loose dads over here. Montana! I know it, boys. I know it. Uh, no, uh, Thomas Bryan was the NBA player who was selling his house. Right. And did they sell it for him? Let me just follow up question. Uh, yeah, I think so. Right, good. Yeah. Uh, make a lot of commission. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, you didn't say rats. spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. No, shit. Oh, sorry, guys. That. Oh, wow. I'm not going to watch that now. It's ruining Netflix. Uh, Brad, go on. One more number and then we'll move on. All right. Number eight. Uh, okay. Bright yellow vomit. Oh, I'm glad we went for one more. Just, just during that kind of pregnant pause between the number and you saying that, I thought, I think I might have done too many now. That interview we've got with Operation Ouch is quite long. We don't want to stretch this too long, but I'm really intrigued. I'm, I'm in. I'm all I, up for this. I, I, I thought for a second it was flat wound strings, but it wasn't. It was bright yellow vomit. Yeah, I'm really glad it's, um, it's not flat wound okay. strings. So uh, Harry... Uh, the other night I had basketball and um, Danny was still at work so I asked my father-in-law to come around and just sit with the boys while they had dinner um, you know, like literally just for half an hour Danny came home put the kids to bed I came back from basketball as we're going to bed Harry starts whimpering in his room so we we go and just check check if he's okay he starts running to the bathroom and vomits everywhere oh. all over the bathroom slips over in it like awful oh no I'm like, not ready I'm not so ready. horrible and he had his dummy in at the time and so he vomited and it just like splurted out oh. and it was all up his face all in his hair all on it like it was exorcist level stuff and um and it was bright red um 
because my father-in-law had given him an entire punnet of blackberries <laughs> in the half an hour I was out. Oh man! An entire punnet of blackberries. So he had a bit of a dicky tummy. <laughs> yeah, as you would. Uh, so- anyway, then then at half four in the morning he was up again and he vomited all over the uh, new carpets that we had put in recently. And it wasn't bright red; it was bright yellow. So I was googling that to see it because I thought that was bile but Danny thought bile was bright green uh, and we it was like a should we be worried about this or is this okay oh, and, and, he, and, he, and he had snuck in a, an entire packet of custard creams in the middle of yeah, the night uh, yeah yeah afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> just to fill the hole had left been, been left by the black priest oh, yeah and so, that is grandparents prerogative then, <laughs> <it's> really, <laughs> you know what your father-in-law has heard this story heard about the two lots of vomit and has gone that is a job well done. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, he's, he's going, I can do three next time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, this is Loose Dads from Dad's Net. And on the way, we'll look inside the news, find out what's going on that affects parents and families and stuff like that. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Loose Dads from Dad's Net. You can find out what we're up to at Loose Dads Pod on Instagram or search Loose Dads Podcast on Facebook. You get to the Facebook group and there's a load of nonsense been written there. I mean, you know, if you like nonsense and you're listening to this and you watch 20 minutes in, so you must like it, then you'll very much enjoy that group and that Instagram account. If you don't like nonsense, I mean, you've probably smash your screen and you can't stop this podcast happening and we can only apologize for that really sorry you're stuck what can we say um this is time to look inside the news so in the news this week um all right i'd like you to imagine that there were people in london thirty thousand households in london that had been without power for five nights. Would that be the top story in the news? Yes, it oh would. I'm answering yes. the question. Yeah, anyway. It should yeah. be, yeah. yeah. But people in the North, people in Scotland, it's happened to them and it's quite far down the agenda at the moment. Now, I don't want to sound like a chippy Northerner, but I'm a chippy Northerner, so that's how it comes <laughs> out. Um, but anyway, uh, it's this storm Arwen hit the country uh, the other day and these, these families have been without power since then and I don't know if you saw the interview there's an interview of a doctor in Northumberland she's got a poorly toddler who had like a vomiting bug let's have more toddlers mm. vomiting on this show yeah. and a seven week old baby as well and she keeps ringing up going I think we might be a priority <laughs> and the, 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 the power board go yeah probably and they're not doing anything um, can you imagine what it's like even if your children are older and well for five days without power, mm. how would your parenting be affected there? I mean, oh. there's, there's no well, Netflix, no, is No there? telly, nothing yeah. to put them in front of. No escape. Also, yeah. oh. this time of year as well, like you can't even do a wholesome reading session because it gets dark about three o'clock in the afternoon. Sorry, I thought you were going to say this time of year, you can't even have your Christmas lights on. Well, <laughs> that's, the, oh, that's the main thing and I talked about how I spent 100 quid last year on Christmas lights to try and cheer up Christmas I would be very upset if I do not get the full of December with those lights on yeah uh, no not to be too light hearted about it but yeah I'm screwed because Alexa's not working without power and I'd, be, wouldn't be, I'd have to actually switch the lights on you know like, <laughs> what well no you wouldn't because they wouldn't come enough I'm screwed guys I'm absolutely screwed no I mean absolute joke isn't it five days without power like the amount of washing that we do because of Jackson you know, all of those things like oh yes yeah. what about water and- have they got water Jim They've got uh, water, but... That's not powered by electricity. 
It's not recommended. I don't need you to stop me sounding dumb, Jack, you tit. Actually, it's not a bad point. It isn't a bad point because I think some people have had water supply issues because this doctor was talking about how her husband's going out and giving water to their 85-year-old neighbour and stuff. So I take it back then, Sparky. Valid point, Jack. See, there you go. Good conversation. I mean, I think it just happened that that was right uh, <laughs> i think you were wrong and right at the same time sparky but yeah. that's not how well. cut off are they but no i mean yeah it's a joke you couldn't go with uh, these days people can barely cope if their iphone runs out of battery like they'll have yeah. an anxiety attack so i mean to be Ooh. in a house with a seven week old did you say yeah for- and a poorly yeah. toddler <laughs> no. i wouldn't yeah. want to hand wash all that Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've still yeah. got nightmares yeah. from the other night, Jack. Oh, oh. <laughs> but we we were lucky because we uh, we live we're fairly rural and uh, it hit quite badly here. But there was like a point halfway up the side of the moor with the bottom half of it, and we were all right. And then halfway up and then to the top, they all had their power off for a good couple of days. Oh, wow. I mean, we did have the TV signal out for a couple of days, but then mm. who watches the actual TV anyway? I mean, Gosh, you know, that must have been tough for you, Jim. It, it was because yeah. you know I've still got a cathode ray tube, and uh, you know I like, I like the old stuff. <laughs> but, Classic. Yeah, but we've you know we were lucky not to get any power cut at all. But there's these people yeah. five days in, and the business secretary is going, "Yeah, you should be fine by Thursday, maybe Friday." Um, and this is Wednesday that we're talking now. So good luck. To so them. so sorry. Are you saying that the that this this conservative government don't don't give a shit about anyone except themselves? If it doesn't directly affect them, then it's not a priority for the Tory government. Is that what you're saying, Jack? I, I thought after last week's episode we were gonna we agreed not to go into politics. Why are you bringing in politics? Why are you poking the bear, man? Well, Brad, you did hear that other story today, though, that literally the day before Boris cancelled Christmas last year, he had a party with 60 people at Downing Street. You know hey, that, man, because he can. Because he, uh, he doesn't care about ruining your Christmas. Because he's all right, Jack, he's had his quick nope. with his mates. Uh, like, he'll have know. his Christmas, send that COVID out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Go off, run free, fly, my pretty, fly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is a point. I think, sorry, sorry, Jim, I do think it's a very good point, though, that if it was in London, it's like... The worst yeah. thing in the world, but because that's up north, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like. So, so um, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if you guys know, but in South Africa, there's um, there's something that happens quite often called load shedding, and people in South Africa will have spend a couple of maybe a couple of hours or maybe a couple of days without electricity, and this happens throughout the year because they don't have enough um, power plants to power the, the cities and the towns and everything enough. So, you know, like, I think, hmm. I think they, I think the, the version of load shedding here in the UK is, you know, sometimes if you're sitting indoors and like your light, you just, you, your lights just do a quick dim and then they go back into normal. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think some, sometimes doing that in certain areas is enough to help them redistribute electricities without cutting electricity. Uh-huh. But in South Africa, they literally, and sometimes they don't even have warning. They will just turn off your power for a good few days. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So like, it, it's it's horrendous. Like sometimes my my brother can go three four days at a time without electricity, and and it happens oh. a lot throughout the year. It's not just one. Like a, like like this occurrence might just be a one in a ten years. You know, keep your fingers crossed sort of thing. But this is a continuous thing over there. So oh, it's an absolute shit fest. Whereas what we do instead is like crank up the power for when EastEnders is finished because they know everyone's going to go and turn the on. That's <laughs> the most British thing in the world. But they actually do factor it in. That's genuinely true. Hey, Jim, talking about the most British uh, uh, thing in the world, um, uh, into my news story, if you like, then, if you're ready. There you go. You do the segue yourself. Why do I need to be here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's one we can be a bit more lighthearted about the bad weather. Like Storm Arwen uh, did cause a lot of problems in north, in the north. Um, in Yorkshire, did you hear the story about uh, the group of 50 pub goers that got trapped in a pub for three nights with an Oasis tribute band? <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness they didn't slide away. Hey. <laughs> Some might slay. Like, right, guys, we've got loads to go through with this. Because uh, you could go like, um, it's the most wonder wall time. Nice, oh, nice, yeah, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. 
got a plenty of cigarettes you. and alcohol there, obviously. Yeah, and there yeah. was. They, mean, they probably had a bit of a champagne supernova. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they probably did. The All pub. my people right here, right now, know what I mean. No, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any more, Brad? Any more? Got any more? I, uh, I don't know, really know. I just did. Sorry. They serve. They serve soup at the uh, the pub, and for everyone, you get a roll with it. So, yeah. oh, nice. Yes, Jim. Yes. But I mean, do you know what? They, do you know what they don't have at the pub? What? Coffee and TV. Oh no, no, oh, no, no! Oh, no. Uh, God, that's your, oh, let's start a fight, mate. Let's go to the <laughs> other Britpop stuff. But I mean, you feel like we're still complaining about that. No, you know, you think it's your dream to get stuck in the pub for three nights because, like, it's all right. We'll just drink the bar dry. People still compared it to a survival mission, um, and that's probably just the smell of the men's toilets in any pub. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am a little suspicious about this. It's the Tan Hill Inn, isn't it? It's the highest pub in yeah. the country. And they, it happens a lot when it snows, people get stuck there for a couple of days. And I wouldn't be surprised if a few people had gone, there's a storm coming in. Let's, Let's go, go and get trapped in the pub. Because <laughs> I think that now they've started to go and preempt it happening. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all the WKD you could want for, but yeah, just the, the thought of having a, like, to wash your face to try and freshen up in a men's bog and in a, in a pub in the most the highest pub in England, you know it's grim. You can smell the urinal kegs from here, can't you? Like, do you think that, like, the Liam Gallagher of the group had to pretend to be in Liam Gallagher mood for so. five days? Because that must be tiring. <laughs> we, off. we need some sunshine, clear up this snow. Like, <laughs> sunshine. Uh, uh, Jack, do you have a new story? Yes. <clears throat> uh, having a beard is good for you. Okay. According to Dr. Karan Rangajan on TikTok, um, clean-shaven faces, in a study of hospital workers, clean-shaven faces are three times more likely to carry MRSA. Oh, bad news for Sparky. Sparky's had a very, very close shave. Yeah, shave, hasn't he? It's, it's apparently because shaving causes micro micro abrasions, which are the perfect breeding ground for that kind of bacteria. Uh, yeah. Mm. I did the old classic this week, boys, which is so annoying. You know, when you like have a little trim of your beard and then you go like, oh yeah, that's all right. Oh, I'm just not sure that angle's the same as yeah. that angle. Did a little bit more, <laughs> messed the whole thing up. Oh no. Had to take the lot off. Clean shaven, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, you know what? It's just coming off. Like, so. And then instantly, instantly, and does everyone else's other half do this when you have a show? Go, oh, well, you don't really like it when you shave your beard. Sure. <laughs> like, well, do you think I wanted to shave in the show? I just made a mistake, babe. That's oh. why I'd never shave. What, for shave? I, I, I look like an, uh, like, I like a kid if I shave. I look ridiculous. <laughs> so that's why I keep it, dude. And that's it. It, it also makes us look all manly and, and, and good looking, even yeah. if we're ugly all underneath. Right. Okay, it's I'm still getting good looking. I, I've, got, I've got no hair on the top of my head. I have to prove I can grow it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just like proving that I'm MRSA free. So yeah. oh, it's like, right. that's yeah. like an MRSA passport that gets me yeah. into, yeah. Uh, <laughs> into the clubs <laughs> well, and stuff. It's, it's also good for you in other ways, right? Uh, having a beard blocks out a third of UV rays. Deadly UV rays, so, yeah. So it, uh, it keeps your skin looking younger. Underneath no skin beard. cancer here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. It reduces <laughs> the risk of melanomas in that particular area. Um, and also it stops you touching your skin uh, and that rubs off all the natural oils uh, which moisturize your skin. So um, having a beard actually keeps the skin looking younger. Oh, dude, and so also I grow, beard, I grow that beard back quick, Sparky, yeah. you know, yeah. six months. And, and, benefits, and benefits is sometimes you find little pieces of, of leftover food in them that you can just snack on. Oh, dude. See, that's, that's not great. even medical, but yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. <laughs> why have you got that news story on the week that I fluffed up my beard? Like, basically, I hate it. I feel naked. You know, like, and you know when you're like hyperconscious of it, like when you've got a spot, I think like, Stop looking yeah. at me. Stop looking at me because I've shaved my beard. Like, stop, stop it. What I am thinking, though, is that although I've got the beard and that's good and I get all these benefits, <coughs> the lack of hair on my head negates all of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. MRSA, boy. MRSA, sun damage, I touch it. So I've got this dry, burnt, old head. <laughs> 
Don't talk about Jim like that. <laughs> hey, enough, right? I was going to make a joke. It, I wasn't going to be the butt of the joke for that minute, and now I was. So I'm going to move on. Sorry, and it's your fault because we're going into cheeks. So there was a butt there somewhere. Maybe it's lost to the history of time now. Um, now, now, Sparky, your fault. We're going to go to Brad's story, and we're all going to be disgusted. And that is your fault, Brad. Sorry. What's your story? Um, all right. So, passenger on a flight, breastfed cat, and wouldn't pack, wouldn't wow. put it back in the carrier. <laughs> what the heck, Sparky? Sparky, you taking <laughs> responsibility you. for this? That's on you, Sparky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they did what? How? What? Repeat that story again. So, pa- passenger on a flight, breastfed cat, and wouldn't put it back in carrier. So there's a um a viral you, screen. What, yeah, is the problem that she was breastfeeding with it out of the carrier? Like, if it had been in the carrier, it would have been fine for her to breastfeed the cat. But because just, she wouldn't put it back through the cagey bit, she just put it through there. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, it could, it could be. I mean, there's there's many things that many things that people could be offended by in this whole entire thing, and um, yeah, I mean, it, so what we've got at the minute is um, a screen grab from the an in-flight message, which is doing the rounds. Basically, someone on the flight had reported back to say that a passenger in. The 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put it back in its carrier when flight attendant requested. And um, yeah, so we're just waiting on some video evidence of that to come through. Or maybe maybe people were just too flabbergasted to film it. But uh, what the f***? (laughs) That is horrendous. Like, like, I'm sorry, has, has, has anyone ever been bitten by a cat? I thought you were going to say, is anyone here over breast? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever, have you ever stuck your stuck your nipple in a in a cat's mouth? Um, like their teeth are razor sharp, man. Like, like and, and their tongues, and their tongues are like, my God, like sandpaper. All you need is one oh, little yeah. bit of turbulence, Brad. One little bit of turbulence. Yeah, and that's a fan could pierce a breast. Do you know that's, what I mean? No, no, that's it. Oh. You lost your nipple. Gone. Oh. Done. You know where this needs to be? And I'll check for the video because there's a, one of my favourite pages I follow on Instagram as an aviation geek, guys, which you brought up earlier, Jim, is called Passenger Shaming. And it's horrendous things that people do on <laughs> on planes. And I've seen someone who's gone and rinsed their knickers out in the toilet of a plane. And then, you know, the circular oh, air blowers above up. your head. Shut They're up. holding the gusset <laughs> up to those to dry them on a plane. I don't know if breastfeeding no. a cat is worse or as bad as that. I love you. <laughs> that you're on this passenger shaming thing do you start your messages with uh, fellow pilots uh, <laughs> first officers you're not going to believe this <laughs> bit of a rough landing into Rio the other day right <laughs> some, honestly though guys if you're feeling intrigued go and watch go and have a look there are some horrendous people on there it's uh, yeah those sort of people the sort of people that this, would breastfeed a cat on a plane Brad. <laughs> this I'm is Lou's speechless. dad speechless <laughs> really well, apart from saying I'm speechless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and interrupting your outro, yeah. Yeah, because if you were really speechless, I'd have finished that by now. We'd have been in the break. But no, you weren't really, were you? Just lies. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> this is Loose Dads from Dad's Net. You've got the chat that we had with uh, the brothers, the doctors, Zand and Chris from Operation Ouch, coming up next. Which won't be interrupted, hopefully. <laughs> this is Loose Dads from Dad's Nets. I'm Jim, there's Sparky, there's Jack, there's Brad as well. And three of us met up with two people from Operation Ouch the other day. Dr. Zand and Dr. Chris, you'll have seen them on CBBC. And this is what happened. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet, and we are joined by some very special guests right at the moment. Uh, my kids are obsessed with their TV show, and so it's very exciting to have them on. Dr. Zand and Dr. Chris, how are you doing from Operation Ouch? Are you okay? Hey, it's lovely to be here. Lovely to be on. Are we okay? Chris, Chris was filming, to be honest. No one, I know that in the UK... I'm not okay, so Chris I had... For Operation Arch yesterday, I had a bronchoscopy. Have you ever had one of them? Oh. No. So it's, if you can't it's ask like about a, other people's, just it's tell like your a story. colonoscopy <laughs> that they look in your lungs. And yes. what they, it basically, a, a, it turns out a friend from medical school ended up doing it. They put a camera down your throat. You're awake. 
and then they squirt salty water into your lungs, oh. in, which makes you feel it's like being waterboarded from the inside. <laughs> Chris's line was like the CIA have a lot to learn from these guys. Like, this so, horrible. so anyway, he hasn't had any sleep. So then I was up all night mind. with fevers. Now I've got pleuritic chest pain. All right, all right. you've told anyway. the story now. So and am this, I okay? Is... No, I'm not okay, Jim. Actually, Jim. No, I'm not. We're not okay. So, never, so never, never ask a doctor if he's okay. Never ask okay. a doctor. I mean, Zand, it sounds like you're all right. Well, I've got a headache. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a hundred percent. I mean, it's the early afternoon. I'm tired. I'm a forty-three-year-old man. <laughs> and I have to say, this is testament to how good uh, Operation Ouch is that you made my eight-year-old daughter physically vomit. Uh, and she still loves the show. She she was watching it. She was so sick, but she still loves it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. She vomited because of the show or just yeah. during the show? Just because of one of the, you know, gruesome things that was on the show. She what? was so disturbed by it, Sounds she vomited. more like it would be what? something you fed her, Jim. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sound I don't like... Know about the food prep in your house. You would... Yeah, the you're, you're, only a, your legal team will have immense... Yeah, we admit that. We're not associated with even that program. Okay. The, the, um, the head of Children's BBC, her um, kid... Uh, during the first episode, was so horrified, he kind of collapsed, hit his head on a coffee table, and had to go to A and E and have stitches. And we all thought we'd be out of a job, and instead, um, here we are, ten years later. So well, um, she's wow. a good company. Yeah. I mean, all, all, all wow. cards on the table here, guys. I didn't really know much about your show, so I did obviously typically a quick little Google search, and and I watched that said first episode not too long ago, and. I must have looked like an idiot because I'm sitting there on the laptop watching it and my wife turns to me and she goes, are you actually having fun? I'm like, yeah, I can't look away. I was actually so, <laughs> I was, I was so impressed. It was it the maggots? And then it got, yeah, and then it got to the, the part with the maggots eating the dead flesh. But yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I've yeah. got to get the kids, my boys to watch this because it's, it's, it's actually really educational as well. And that, I was thoroughly enjoying that, that side of it oh, as well. Oh, it's lovely to hear, Brad. Well, the, you know maggots, the maggots are... The maggots are still probably the worst thing we've ever felt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This this thing with the lungs sounds pretty disgusting. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that series, series, that's series eleven, series eleven, baby. Wow. Yeah, you got you got to wait for that. That's, uh, that's Operation Ouch. Who dares wins? <laughs> we've got to a point where my eight-year-old will because you do the gross alert thing don't you you tell people when something gross is coming on i think we have to yeah yeah, yeah. she'll look away and she makes my four-year-old son watch until it's finished and tell her when it's all over <laughs> that's great i mean a lot of people the gross alert is they're like they're looking away but they can't the, stop yeah, watching yeah. like yeah you know. i mean we put all that stuff in for a good reason because it, it Disgust is a really fun emotion to play around with in control. It's kind of entry-level bad emotion. And if you can figure out how to stop being disgusted, A, it's useful because you can become a parent or a doctor or a nurse. And, and B, it gives you a tool that you can use to control other emotions. And that's kind of what our stage show is about. It's kind of very disgusting. But if you can figure out how to get over that, then maybe you'll also be able to control your fears. So you're going to do all these sort of things live on stage then? Yes. So we, 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 it's funny that Chris is complaining about the bronchoscope, but the, the, the show is called the quest for the golden poo. And of course, <laughs> in some ways, like all quests, it's a metaphor for, you know, the, the real quest might be the things you learned along the way. But um, in search of the golden poo, we have a, we have an endoscope, which um it's actually an extraordinary bit of equipment. Basically, some people at Olympus like Operation Apps, and they've learned this is a sort of £50,000 uh, <laughs> nasopharyngeal endoscope. So we go on a, on a good expedition through my head, and um, you end up looking, uh, if you can imagine, uh, I'll try and describe it. I'm obviously showing to you on the video, but uh, there's a, a camera uh, on a, on a, a long um, a long sort of flexible camera. It's a fibre yeah, optic. optic cable that gets put in my mouth and then bent around behind the dangly bit at the back of my throat and up until we're looking forwards through my nose, wow. um, which is a view of the human head that you will not get in any other <laughs> West End show. And I promise. And, and it's what's great is you suddenly go, well, this isn't a human head. This is an alien head. Like it looks completely appalling. <laughs> very, very weird. But that is what's happening in everyone's head in the audience. 
I mean, it would liven up Les Mis a bit, wouldn't it? You know? <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's, I actually, uh, we should heck, get Endosco. Yeah. <laughs> what a heck of in Carmen. <laughs> they'll nick the idea though soon yeah, once you know the idea <laughs> everyone will be to, you wait 10 years time everyone will have a scope on Lloyd Webber will get on the bandwagon and we'll look like we're copying him yeah be inside cats <laughs> <laughs> the cats is just a, a CT scan yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. There we go. Perfect. Oh, this is the new genre. It's born right here. <laughs> um, now uh, we couldn't have you on the show without you helping out a listener. We uh, we have a big question of the week, and it's um, it's a listener or a member of the Dad's Net who poses a question. And generally, what happens when we don't have a guest is that we babble around and just generally throw anecdotes that are vaguely relevant to the uh, the question. But it's quite nice to have an expert or experts on who uh, who can give an answer that probably will actually help the listener um so i wondered if you'd, you'd well, be up oh, for taking part in the big question we'll, we'll love give it a bash. yeah yeah we'll give it a bash we've we've, we've got things wrong before <laughs> That's, well we get things wrong as a matter of course it's it's more really? unusual when we get something <laughs> right so you know i think the hit rate will be better here so here we go uh, this is the big question of the week And the big question of this week comes from Paul, who says, is it odd to constantly worry about my children's health? I find myself Googling some or other symptoms most weeks and scaring myself with what I find. Is it a natural part of parenting? And if not, how do I stop myself worrying? Is there any help that you can give to Paul there, uh, Dr. Zan, Dr. Chris? I would say, uh, Paul, I'm not sure I can give you help, but I may be able to offer consolation that uh, I've done a lot of paediatrics. I'm a a specialist infectious disease doctor and most of child problems are infections. And I also spend most of my time from from conception uh, through to now my oldest is four and a half. uh, I spend most of my time worrying about their health and anxiously googling things uh, or 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 nobbling colleagues in corridors um and uh, i i think there's i've tried i've sort of gazan's got a slightly older son i think you you were quite wise you were like once you accept that parenthood is just a state of constant anxiety and mm. and the anxiety morphs from those sort of yeah. you know when, you, when you've got a four-year-old it's a steady stream of in, infections and diarrhea and bowel and eczema and blah 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 and then it becomes you know knife and gang violence um and identity and uh you know boyfriends girlfriends and then then will they get a job and then are they ever going to get married have kids you know so i think it's a sort of it's just the lifelong commitment to the anxiety i'm not sure this is going to make paul feel any better (laughs) (laughs) he's not even worried you're only worried about Yeah, Paul, you're not thinking big enough here. You need to write a list of stuff to worry about because it doesn't sound like he's being organised about it. This this all feels quite relatable and normal. I mean, I guess if it's, I guess it would be much more worrying if he never spent any time thinking about his kids' health. Is there a thing we can usefully say? So that, yes, can I, I, can I, I try and say, give I was about to say something can useful. I, can I do no, this? I, say but thing. I've done a bit of work. I've done a bit of work. So I'm working with some pediatricians at the moment. Uh, it's, a, it's a collaboration. We, we work on various outside things together. He's a guy called Damien Rowland. He's the lead guy. He's a professor in Leicester. And he's done some amazing work showing that parents have a really, really good in- instinct about how ill their kids this are. This is a good point. So actually. in COVID, this obviously... I was of, on the fence, but now I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> one, of the fears, switch on one of the fears with COVID is that um, obviously loads of parents didn't come to A&E. They were frightened of bringing their kids in. And so there was a real frightened fear... Frightened of catching COVID. They that, just didn't... No one came to A&E because yeah. no one wanted to catch COVID. Mm. And so there was a real fear with kids that we'd see late presentations of very, very serious problems that had just been left at home, that they people wouldn't bring in Until their suspected meningitis or, you know, severe dehydration 
um, or you know fitting or all these other problems uh, and in fact parents are really really skillful at making decisions and so much so that it's on a lot of medical guidelines is we listen to parental instinct uh, if, if the parents aren't concerned we take that very seriously about how we manage our kids so and you will find if you kind of look deep within yourself that actually there are things where you're just angsting and there are other things where you think no something isn't really right with this um this child at the moment the child's a bit floppy a bit may not even be able to put your finger on it and mm -hmm. then then you need to trust that instinct and go to hospital but you know it, 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 there's good evidence that you should trust your instincts amazingly and right. and the, the the other thing is not to medicalize your child so it's a, it's a, it's a constant knife edge on out just that we want kids to feel okay going to hospital and feel that they're safe but we also want kids to feel resilient and like you know what if you've got a cold if you've got a slightly sore tummy you can go to school like like you, you know yeah. mm. you can't you can't always have a day off in the real world when you've got a headache or a, or a belly ache and and we want kids to have control of that as well unless unless you work for yourself you're right, unless you're self-employed like the two of us. Yeah, great, Chris. I mean, yeah, I think the opening I'd say is a practical thing, which as a doctor you get, you do get taught, and it's at least for me it was a big bit of clinical advice, was going, you're not sure what's going on, just keep an eye on them, just wait. And, you know, time will offer an answer. You know, if you go, well, okay, things don't look great at the moment, let's give it half an hour. And if they're going yeah. downhill in half an hour, then we will go to A&E. We will call the GP. But maybe in half an hour, they'll have improved. If in half an hour, everything's the same, maybe give it another half hour. So you're kind of the, that thing of going, watching and waiting is a really legitimate way of engaging with a difficult situation. That's okay. You mm. don't have to make the decision the instant that something's happened. Is that fair, Chris? I think that's a really smart idea no, because every, everything good presents... Good of advice that we endorse for each other. You know, <laughs> the most serious problems that I see in the hospital, um, if I think of the things that, that, that cause death amongst my patients, they all present as a minor cold, mm. a bit of gastroenteritis, mm. a bit of bellyache, feeling a bit off. And then nine, 99 times out of 100, it just goes away. You have a glass of water, have a good night's sleep. Just keep an eye out for the... Um, you know, sometimes it keeps progressing and there's a moment where you will know that bellyache, which isn't just, it isn't just constipation. They don't just need a crack and a glass of water. Mm. It's turning into an appendicitis. There's a moment where you realize your kid is, is actually being rather quiet and, and a bit abnormal. Yeah, I mean like nine, like uh, 10 times out of 10, my elders will be like, oh, I've got a bellyache. And it will be yeah. either, either he's eaten too quickly um, or he's just got trapped wind. And so we always say to him, well, just go lie down on your belly. And you can yeah. almost guarantee within three to four <laughs> minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then he's like, I'm back up again, like a hyperactive puppy, you know? This is great so advice. My wife does this to me because we figured out with, with the kids, it's four things, right? They're tired, they're hungry, they're thirsty, or they need a shit. Yeah. And uh, can I say that? Um, yes. Yeah. 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 I, just I just did. Uh, and so, but now my wife's realized when I'm being cranky she's like okay let's go to the list we need a wee and no, i don't know like more than half the time i'm like you know what you know what i just gotta go and do it she's like, give me, give me. i'm gonna drink a pint of coffee and give me give me 10 minutes it is usually one of those things for everyone that's right yeah we, we all need a good night's sleep i just tell my yeah tell my son with anything just go well if you go to sleep that'll help repair your body so if you've got a slight yes. pain you'll feel better if you have a sleep and you sleep don't wake me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I love that. I love that as a bit of advice. I'm yeah. going to start thinking about because it's right. You're like taking your body into the workshop. Just yeah. let, them, mm, yeah. let it get mended while you have a little, you know, you wait, you wait, and we'll deliver it back in eight hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go, perfect. And I, charge you a lot of money for it. Yeah, whatever. I um, I, I've I've got another bit of advice for Paul. You know, my my own way around this sort of health anxiety. Um, Paul, what you need to do is marry a pediatric intensive care nurse and then well, just let them did, Jack. yeah 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 just let them sort of handle it uh, <laughs> if she's worried i'll worry you know you played jack, the long game jack, jack yes. can i ask do, does your wife ever take a, a sort of child's concern to like this it might the general view is if the child doesn't need to be on a ventilator they're yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah there is that there, there was so, one time there was one time where our i think it was our our youngest who's two now had a temperature of 40 or 41 
Um, and she said, oh, we'll just go see the GP. So the next day we went to see the GP and the GP went, why didn't you take them to A&E? And she was like, well, the rest of it was fine. I've seen higher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen higher. It's fairly low, isn't it? <laughs> I'd say among among my colleagues. I think actually Jack's advice might be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, not for the first time. Not for the first time. <laughs> I tell you what, mate, among- as an adult, you do not get any sympathy from a nurse. Like so. zero. Like no, zero, because no, no. basically no one in the house will get any sympathy. No. <laughs> the, uh, among my colleagues, it's a sort of standing joke. I've got, uh, you know, among my close colleagues, there have been uh, friends who've um, ignored a broken leg, um, <laughs> ignored very severe gastrointestinal infections, ignored, kid- you know, severe kidney disease. I mean, you just... Because partly in the hospital, so much of what we deal with... You've made your point, Chris. Well, Jack's, <laughs> Jack's wife, don't you think? No, 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 I'm going to get her to listen know, to this and go, see? see? Part, of it, part of it is because of so much of what all clinicians deal with is people who are extremely anxious and unhappy for, for many good reasons, yes. and it manifests as um, pain and illness... And really what they need is, is a huge amount of help overhauling their life. But I think as a result, many of us sort of live in fear of our children ending up in this cycle of um, mm. suffering that um, medicine doesn't have a very good solution for. Well, look, right. if Paul, I think, set your filters. If you if you are dating and you haven't found someone yet, so, <laughs> you know, doctors, nurses, Perfect. Um, Dr. Zander, Dr. Chris, thank you for coming on. Uh, what, are the details, what are the details about your West End show? That Can I do this bit? Because you got the website I wrong. I don't know the oh. name of the website. <laughs> it's, it's called Operation Outch, not for the squeamish, and it is operationouchlive.com. Uh, and it's in the West End from 4th of December. It's good to do the admin. 4th of right. December to 16th of January, and there are one or two tickets left. Just to come. And, 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 and it's at the Lyric Theatre. It's at the Lyric Theatre. Theater. Thank the you, Brad. Avenue, not the one in Hammersmith. Yeah, ah. Avenue, Lyric Theatre. The West End, the glamour, the lights, Chinatown. <laughs> and can I, tell you my, this is... can I tell you my new favourite dad joke based around your show? Go for it. Um, so your show is Operation what? Ouch. Oh, is there something wrong? That's I do that with, actually pretty good. Do that with the kids all the time, but they've become they've become used to it now. So they go, it's actually Operation Ouch, Daddy. So that you can't do the joke. <laughs> oh, they've, uh, oh, they've, yeah, oh, they've ruined they've, it. They've, they've yeah, got it. We so. should get. We've we, been asking. What's kids the name of that show we, we do, Chris? Operation, Operation Ouch. Have you heard we ask kids for new jokes in schools and there's this they've all got this new knock knock joke. You may all be very familiar with this. Um knock knock. Who's there? Who's there? I eat mup. I eat my poo. <laughs> <laughs> eat your poo? Yeah. They're various just done up. Uh, there's, oh, there's yeah, okay, yes. uh, and they're really disgusting. Chris, the latest one I got, which came out of the blue from my eldest, is is ten now, and it was knock knock. Who's that? Suck on these. Suck on these who? Suck on these nuts, and then you ran away. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, he's uh, he's rejected the traditional form. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> pretty, good. pretty good. Well, they grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? I are find we really, it very hard not to reward that. Are we really going to finish the interview on that? No, I can't think oh, of anything. After all that good advice, it's not a dad joke. It's not a dad. That does not qualify as a no, dad joke, no. which I love. I think that's great. I've been I've been trying a strategy at home of encouraging swearing, and okay. my four-year-old has sort of figured out that this is extremely uncool and now won't say the swear words that she uses. Neither will mine. Dude, I've told the guys for ages, I desperately, because I find it funny sometimes when kids let out a swear word, they will not. I will try, like, there's the show Shit's Creek. I tried, like, yeah. it came up on Netflix. I was like, oh, what's the name of that show? And they're like, no, 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 no. The one, I'm like, the one come like, on. My son, my son he lives in Canada, and he came out from Canada, and we were, he was looking at that. There's a thing called the um, 
It's a high street shop for video games. It's spelled C E X. Yeah. It's something like yeah. something computer exchange. Entertainment exchange. Yeah. And um and uh and he and he went, Dad, how do you say that shop? And I kind of looked at it and went, Oh, it, wait, that can't be the name of the shop. And then we're both standing there, not. I mean, we're maybe more like your son, but we're both going, Is it set? It can't be set. Guys, I, I mean, this, this, um, by the way, sorry, I do apologize. This is very crude, but there is a Catholic bookshop in South Africa called CUM. I'm just going to leave that there. Very strong. Very strong. I don't think Paul's still listening. <laughs> Paul's gone. This is not relevant to me anymore, isn't it? I think we've helped. I'm glad we could help. Oh, one more bit of advice for Paul, if I can just keep keep going. Uh, the NHS website is really good. You probably don't need any other website. Is that fair, Chris? NHS website is NHS incredible. NHS website. Like, mm-hmm. if, if the NHS website says calm down and don't worry about it, calm down. Okay. Except for the uh, ticket website for uh, Operation Ouch Live, obviously. That's right, baby! <laughs> <laughs> he's worrying about getting a little more showbiz in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Zand and Dr. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Please tell a friend about it, share it around, give us a review, a five-star rating, and also just say nice things to us on social media. We're at Loose Dads Pod on Instagram. You can search Loose Dads Podcast on Facebook and make sure you go to dadsnet.com as well for more parenting stuff. Thank you very much to Sparky. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much to Brad. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I just want to point point out what Jim was saying about our Instagram account. It is us that actually post. And if you comment and send us a message, it is actually us that responds. We're not that famous and well-known that we have <laughs> social media account managers running the account. So you will be speaking to us. So if you want to have an uh, argument with Brad or find out if there's any pics of that breastfeeding cat, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> You mean there's no Barry from IT that's sorting it out? (laughs) We haven't got an intern. This is rubbish, isn't it? Anyway, we're back next week. Make sure you listen. Bye. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast. 